Yo, Justin, what's up? Hi, what's going on, my man? I don't know how to lower this. This bet. <laughs> we have to just play it through the whole thing. We're screaming above Cobra Man. Oh, by the way, we're being sued by Cobra Man. Uh, the copyright for one of our episodes. Cobra Man's attacking us. We got to see them in court. It's getting nasty. Adam and Sarah take it easy on us. We have a connection with Cobra Man. Okay, before it gets too crazy and this whole video gets pulled down. <laughs> I'm with my boy, my brother in arms, Justin Ferrara. Love you, brother. We got a lot on the docket. We got a voicemail. We got more Bo Nickel. We got Hamzat Chamayev. We got Aaron Pico, a bunch of stuff. But first and foremost, love how it. You hanging? Dude, I'm hanging. Um, uh, good news to get my car fixed. It wasn't totaled. Pumped up about that. And then uh, a lot of people don't know it, but I'm a, a big college football fan. So uh, I uh, I follow the Tennessee Volunteers. So first time since, I think, 1989 that them and Alabama have been undefeated playing each other. So oh, wow. big one on Saturday. Really pumped up for that. And the cool thing, I can uh, catch like half the game because uh, I work 4.30 to 4.30. So I'll be uh, listening in the car and then watching as soon as I get home. So really pumped up about that and then uh, really depressed about my Steelers. Just super depressed. <laughs> Can't have everything. So you um, got a jet sticker behind you. <laughs> Just getting like the, the dumbest. Jets are doing something the jets the text message by people from by the buffalo bills too it's like oh my god dude like uh, but whatever yep good news with the car better news you look great with the specs we are now trying to trying to match you man getting down to fight weight just like you five pounds under are those real are those real specs yeah they're specs now now i'm blind i can't see do you need them for driving or reading or everything Everything I, uh, I usually have contacts in. Oh, running, uh, running a little low, so I'm gonna gonna save them. Call up one eight hundred contacts again here real soon. Now is uh is Nick Saban public enemy number one in the college football scene? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, it might be Jim Harbaugh, or uh, right now uh, it might be Jimbo Fisher for uh, Texas A and M because they had a chance to beat Alabama last week but uh your boy johnny manzel was uh bashing him on twitter and instagram about the play calling but i don't know it's uh it's interesting college football's wild just like college wrestling which is is just starting college wrestling season's kicking off practices uh nationwide so i'm pretty pumped up about the the upcoming season as well if I remember, the rich get richer with Penn State, right? Dude, Penn State's ridiculous. It's not a – I don't even think it's fair, but uh, there's a few other teams that are are going to compete with them. You know, obviously Iowa, um, Ohio State, uh, Missouri is going to be tough again this year. Uh, Wisconsin got has got a squad. NC State, I always root for those guys. And then Arizona State, Michigan, you know, those same uh, – same schools are always in the the mix. Nebraska, Oklahoma State had an off year last year, but um, they'll probably bounce back, make it super competitive. And then Cornell is always uh, Cornell is always tough. So they got those studs left and right, and 
you know, Yanni Dihakamahal is coming off as a world silver medalist. So super, super excited to see uh, him compete this year. Is it a foregone conclusion that Penn State will sweep or the lion's share of the first place mm -hmm. championship? Well, I'm looking at the roster right now and I see, you know, potentially four champs. Um, so, I mean, that's almost half the weight class is 10 in college wrestling, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, Minnesota's got some, uh, sleepers. Nebraska is always tough. Nebraska comes out of nowhere with, uh, you know, some of these guys are under-recruited and then just pop out on the scene and, um, super tough. But, uh, I think Penn State's got a, um, very, very great chance to, uh, take a, another national title. And speaking of Penn State, the most is he the most famous uh, Penn State wrestler uh, after Kale? Well, Kale didn't wrestle for Penn State. He wrestled oh. at Iowa State. He actually started his coaching career at Iowa State as well. And then, strike one. yeah, strike one, two, and three. But uh, Pennsylvania wrestling is uh, the hotbed for uh, high school wrestling. So, um, getting the opportunity to coach at Penn state, you know, a real historic program, um, easy recruiting. Uh, everybody wants to go there. And then you got those studs from Ohio and, you know, New Jersey and New York, uh, everybody flocking, flocking East, you know, and they had some studs from California, Utah. I think they had a few Michigan guys or Minnesota guys too. They got, they got people from everywhere. They're, uh, they're the uh, the gold standard right now, and they have been for a very long time. So what I was trying to say before my brain rudely interrupted the conversation or my memory rudely interrupted. Uh, sorry, Kale. Sorry about that. Um, is Bo Nickel the most famous Penn State wrestler uh, outside of recency bias, or is he just the 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 flavor of the week? Well, Bo's, Bo's up there. He's a stud. I mean, David Taylor, can't forget him. You know, Ed Ruth, they got a... Is Bo passing these guys? Uh, I don't know. Everybody's in different weights. Um, so, you know, they have a, just a, a complete, complete superstar uh, historic team. But they're, uh, you know, Kerry McCoy. Uh, I don't think you know about him, but super tough dude. Used to coach at uh, Stanford for a while, then went to Maryland. I don't know what he – I think he might be out in the Cal California RTC right now, but not too sure uh, on his whereabouts. But um, Bo's up there. I mean, you're a three-time champ. Um, you're going to be up there for anybody if you're a three-time champ. Well, he's getting mighty popular, not just because of his wrestling resume and his fast-growing MMA resume, but there's just – there's something about him. There's like an aura about him that – Fight fans, they they can kind of figure out if you're faking something or if you're pretending to be somebody that you're not. McGregor is who he is. Uh, you got uh, Hamza Chemaev, Yuri Prohaska, the guy who walks around like a samurai, Francis Ngannou. The people who tend to just be themselves and just be authentic, fight fans tend to gravitate to. And Bo Nickel is that man. He's, he's he plain Jane, you know, he's not doing anything crazy. He doesn't have a dragon tattoo eating a baby out of a skull with a sword slashing through it. Like 
he doesn't have uh, an Irish accent. He doesn't come from the favelas of Brazil or the cold mountains of Russia. He's just Bo Nickel, hard worker, honest guy, pure guy. Like, and people are loving him, man. Um, but while he's on this rise uh, and climbing up the uh, the the social status ladder. He's getting a lot of people. Uh, he's taking receipts of all the people who are knocking him. And uh, he seems that he's like, uh, it doesn't bother him. Um, it's amazing, man. I want him and Pat Downey. I know I was more leaning towards Pat Downey a couple of weeks ago, but I just, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bo, man. And it's like, you're right, Justin. You're right. You've, you tried to, uh, you're very patient with me. You're like, dude, they'll just, he's going to see, he's going to see. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm in, I'm in, I'm a uh, full bow ahead, full train ahead, whatever. Full bow ahead. Was that your dog? Or was that? Yeah, it just, yeah, it just broke, uh, just broke uh, a glass. Oh, that's not good. Oh my gosh. I picked a freaking takeoff in before this and now he's, uh, he's breaking glasses and we're recording. So I'm, uh, I'm not going to get pissed, but, um, <laughs> here was, uh, Oh yeah, so Bo Nickel, son of a bitch. Um, Hamza Chamayev, extremely popular. Uh, w- according to what he says, he didn't get an opportunity to wrestle for the Olympic team. He says he's beaten Olympic wrestlers. I think he's from Chechnya, Dagestan. Uh, well-respected wrestlers uh, come from that part of the world. He says that he would have been in the Olympics had he had more things lined up from kind of opposite of Bo in terms of just uh, walking the path. Uh, Hamza Chamayev is somebody who just came out of nowhere, came out of left field. So everybody wants to see the matchup. Their names have been in each other's mouths uh, quite frequently as of late. And uh, it's the fight everybody wants to see. Aaron Pico of Bellator MMA had this to say of Hamzat and Bo Nickel. That guy is going to be, if anybody can beat Hamzat right now, I really think uh, Bo Nickel can do it. And then people think I'm crazy, but he's a very good wrestler. Do you feel like that's something that could happen today? Or when you hear him say that, are you like, hey, slow your roll a little bit, get him maybe a little more fights under your belt and then go for something like that? No, I think probably a few more fights, but I don't think it's going to take him long. I really don't. The way that, that I know that he's um, wired He's going to really figure out what he needs to do. Obviously, he's just striking and stuff like that. But his, his if you put Hamza and you put Bo Nickel in a wrestling match, Bo Nickel would tech him. Literally, there would be no, con- no contest. And people would say, well, if you had Hamza and you had Bo Nickel wrestle, it would be an easy day for Bo Nickel. Um, so he just needs to uh, do a little you know, brush up on certain things, get some more experience. I don't think he should rush it, and uh, he'll be ready. Wow. That courtesy of MMA junkie. Wow. Your thoughts. I love it. I I agree with Pico 100%. Um, You know, a lot of people in the wrestling world know who Aaron Pico is. Obviously in the fight world, they do now. Um, Aaron's one of the few freshmen to win a California state championship, Uh, but he turned his uh, professional fighting career uh turned to it real quick opposed to Bo. i think i believe they're the same age um but um aaron didn't get the the debut that he wanted but i uh wholeheartedly believe that uh 
Bo Nickel with Tech Hamza in maybe two minutes, three minutes. But it's crazy because when you're talking about Dagestan and everything, I was just looking at the world rankings for David Taylor's uh, weight class. Um, I think he's at 79 kilos or 74 kilos or 86, might be 86. But uh, it's David Taylor. Then you got um, Hassan Yazdani from uh, Iran. Then you've got eight Russians in a row. Then you got another American. I was like, oh my God. Like, and then I'm I'm scrolling through all the rest of the rankings for every other weight class, and it's Russia this, Russia that, you know, and you got Belarus, you got Azerbaijan, and it's like, oh my God, like these guys just you know, he he could be solid in wrestling. I mean, there's just so many of them, and they're it's just so deep. So like it's crazy to think that any one of those guys could represent their country and win an Olympic gold. And, you know, I don't know too much about Hamza in general, um, you know, wrestling wise at, at least, but uh, it's just crazy. And he could surprise people. He could go, you know, he could have a great defense, you know, he could, it's, it's, it's a chess game. It's matchups, you know, you know, setups, all that stuff. So um, it'd be really interesting to see and, I'll definitely stay up late for that one if uh, that happens. Man, now I said this to somebody and they were like, what? And then it, then they thought for a second and they were like, no, no. They, uh, Hamza Chamaya or Bo Nickel, who is a championship? Uh, who's a, a champion first in the UFC? Now, uh, everybody jumps at, oh, Hamza, he, he's fighting the top three of the division. Good chance. Well, he just missed weight by seven pounds. He might fight at a higher weight class. Does that mean he's automatically inserted into the top five? Bo Nickel could be on this fast track where four fights the end of next year. He's fighting for a UFC title. And it doesn't mean that Hamza wins that title fight. Like he could lose it and he could try to be climb the mountain again and again and again. He never gets there in your mind. Now Hamza is knocking on the door of a title. Bo Nichols got some work to do. Not in the top 15 yet. Who will be a UFC championship fighter first? I think I, I'm going to have to go with Bo. So in, in general, who misses what? Like I didn't get into the whole, I saw a lot of, uh, back and forth about Hamzat missing weight by seven pounds. Who misses weight by seven pounds? That blows my mind. I could see, you know, 0.6, you know, maybe a what? pound if you're super, super dehydrated. I've seen people get turned away at the scale at 0.1, 0.2, but seven pounds. It's like, you know, what, what were you doing at camp? Um, you know, well, there, there could be, I mean, I again, I don't know much about the situation, but there could be outside factors, but what are you doing? Like, uh, are you focused hundred percent or, you know, and then Look, take I, us I, behind the curtain. His coach said that he didn't want him to do that final stretch that would kill himself to make the weight. What are your thoughts when you hear that? Well, you have 24 hour weigh-ins, right? 24 hour weigh-ins. So, um, you know, I hear things that people are like, uh, even more if it's 8 a.m. and they fight at 7 p.m. local, which might be like 30 hours they have to rehydrate. Yeah, so you're a lot of guys. I, I'll, I'll hear you'll, you'll see all these, uh, you know, scientific things like these re rehydration things. People are 
gaining. Uh, I heard on uh, Joe Rogan the other day, somebody gained 47 pounds <laughs> just, just from the, the hydration. You know, they're, they're literally killing themselves. Uh, their kidneys shutting down. Everything's cracked, dehydrated, you know, walking to the scale, boom. And then they got these, uh, you know, with science, they're uh, getting hydrated and they're, they're blowing back up. So you're not fighting at like 170. You're literally 220 pounds fighting. You know, the other guy's probably what, 195. But that's, that's, that's the name of the game. And Joe Rogan's a big fan of no weight cuts. You know, everybody just fight at their weight. Kind of like you, Mister Not Cutting Weight, five pounds under. Day of Wayne's man. I, I, there's gonna be that tr- uh, transitional stage where people are gonna miss weight day of, or they try to cut seven to ten pounds in the morning. I heard that with Travis Stevens, the judo silver medalist. He's like, I'm killing myself, uh, not hydrating properly, not putting his best foot forward. I, I think Day of Wayne's it, it's the smartest. It avoids people doing these crazy. 20 25 pound you said 45 pound like these crazy, crazy. crash uh, i don't so know i know when uh they did do the same for uh the olympics 24 hours but college wrestling um oh, wow the olympics they have 24 hours to real i, I thought it was so. day of i believe so henry cejudo made a crazy cut um i think he was like 21 pounds over or something and cut it and then he had a little time to hydrate but uh Holy college wrestling shit. Dual meets, you get a, it's an hour weigh-ins. Um, tournaments, it's two hour weigh-ins or two hours and you compete. So, um, I don't know, that'd be cool if uh, they transition to something like that. But uh, I know they want the whole hype the day before they get on a, a fake scale and uh, they, they're in front of a crowd, but it's like, if somebody dies who's not like a, a wrestler or somebody who is just a kickboxer who's just trying to cut not properly, it's like it's it's gonna be ugly for the sport. I don't think I don't think it'll get there just because you're on you're on the highest level and you got all these nutritionists and your coaches. I don't think uh I don't think it would get to that point. Uh at least I mean I good. could be wrong, but that's good. Uh, these guys are professionals. I mean, it's not like people haven't died or anything, but uh, I just don't think it would get to that point. You know, just like Hamza missed by seven, maybe something felt wrong in him and said, you know, heck with it. So anything else before we get to our second voicemail? Well, mm, no, I don't think so. Let's go to the, let's go to the second one. Hey guys. Huge fan of the show and huge fan of the sport here. Interesting fact, at UFC 12, the first ever heavyweight title was awarded in a matchup between two wrestlers, Dan Severn and Mark the Hammer Coleman. That event was also historic because your boy, Joe Rogan, made his commentary debut. Since then, wrestling has proven essential to the success of all martial artists, In the matchup I'm most looking forward to that involves a wrestler coming up is Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira, October 22nd. I was wondering what matchup you guys are most looking forward to that involves a wrestler. It's good to see you, Justin. And good luck on your boxing match coming up, Golden Fro. Talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Bye. 
Yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry, Alex, but that is that my is cousin one. Josh. Oh. He is a huge fan of the sport, and uh, I'd like for him and my aunt to start doing their own podcast because they are awesome. They're huge fans, and it's just cool. Like he just threw out some knowledge, and I went down a huge rabbit hole. So first. Dan Severin, the two-time All-American at Arizona State. And as you know, Arizona State's got essentially an MMA factory. Um, So fighting Mark Coleman. And I knew a little bit about Mark Coleman, and I just learned more. Um, So he went to Miami University in Ohio, and that is a MAC school, Mid-American Conference. And I went to the university at Buffalo, so I hate – Every single Mac school. Um, it was actually funny. Uh, the rule in our room was, uh, you know, you can't wear any other college or university uh, shirt, obviously, or oh, any did. logo in that room. You had to turn your shirt inside out. And uh, we had a high school club there, and one parent was walking around with a Miami U shirt on. I was like, dude, you got to turn that inside out or get out. And he was like, I thought I was kidding. I'm like, no, seriously, that's the rules in these rooms. Like, you need to turn your shirt inside out. He did too. Yeah, um, he, he, turned his shorts, he turned his shorts inside out too. <laughs> so, um, I feel I kind of feel bad for it now. So it's like, ah, I know that was just my mentality, but uh, I respect it. He was a two time All American, took fourth, um, for Miami U. Uh, sad story, Miami actually cut their program in '99. So, shame on you, that's more <laughs> hate spinning your way, but. You guys produced Ben Roethlisberger, so you guys get a pass. <laughs> he actually transferred to uh, Ohio State and became a uh, – he redshirted a year, and he was an NCAA champ. So what I love back about – this is in, what, 89 or 88? Um, he went 50-2. and two. He had 52 matches that year. Um, a lot of college guys are saving themselves for the big show. You'll see guys in the on ESPN their record. You know this dude's twelve and 0, 11 and zero. It's like he didn't compete the whole year. You know, you know the weight problems or just uh, you know competing internationally. So, uh, cool thing about uh, Mark Coleman, he uh, he was on Team Foxcatcher, as you know uh, that movie with uh, Chading Tatum, um, Steve Carell, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Crazy you know, story. Yeah, they played, uh, you know, Mark and Dave Schultz. But he took uh, second in 91 uh, World Championships, and then he ended up uh, going to the Olympics and uh, placed seventh. I mean, he didn't get a medal, but still, you're on the Olympic team. You're you're a stud. And uh, as I was reading a little bit more about him, um, you know, he got two offers out of, college, or out of high school, Miami U and Ohio University. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's like, Oh, his, you know, he always wanted to go Ohio state uh, just because it was his hometown or, you know, home state school, like Ohio state. You think yeah, Ohio wrestling, you think the Buckeyes. Oh, age. And I think it's, it's kind of, I think I'm in a different situation because, you know, being, you know, raised in New York, we don't have that, you know, that marquee school for wrestling. I mean, you do, I mean, you got Cornell, but, I'm not getting into Cornell. Um, I'm thinking like big conference, like Buffalo, they're in the MAC. Uh, Binghamton, I think they're in the, the Colonial Conference or American East for every other sport. 
uh, Hosra, um, you know, you got Army, West Point, uh, Columbia, you know, you got some big schools and now they got uh, Long Island University. I think they're called the Sharks. So that's pretty cool that they had a wrestling team now. Uh, they combined uh, LIU Brooklyn and somewhere else. CW uh, Post. Yeah, CW Post. That's it. Um, I'm like Syracuse dropped wrestling. If Syracuse had a, hmm. um, you know, a wrestling team today, I still think they'd be dominant. You know, they're in the ACC now. Uh, they were in the Big East. Um, but I think it's just, it's cool that uh, Coleman got to go to his dream school. He got to go to Ohio State. Um, so that's, that's super cool. Um, but yeah, if, uh, I think of Syracuse or, I mean, probably not U Albany so much just because, um, you know, they're in smaller conference D1, you know, double uh, A or FCS football. You know, you think uh, New York sports, what do you think? You know, most people I talk to, they think Syracuse. Yep. Um, yep. So it's hard for me to say going to Buffalo, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Syracuse has got a beautiful campus. Brian uh, McNamee, Don, uh, Donovan McNabb. Oh, McNabb, yeah. Let's I actually go. just I, I saw, saw something on him uh, recently. Um, he did something. He has like a, his own football academy or he donated something to charity. But um, yeah, moving on, uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts of his. I just listened to uh, Sober October. Funny as heck. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, I actually uh, don't judge me. Um, I got that free trial of uh, Alpha Male. I want to see what that's about. What is yeah. it? It's a uh, supplement. No, it's like the the brain focus uh, sharpens your like your skills and focus and memory and all that. But I was gonna say you sound great. Oh wow! But uh, I think I'm uh for uh, Josh's uh follow up question. I mean, I really want to see you know obviously Bo uh you know, Pat Downey and then uh, Aaron Pico, I want to see him recover. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'd like to see my boy Taiwan Claxon back in the in the cage. Let's uh, go, man. I know he's been, um, I think he's a, a computer programmer um, mm-hmm. during the day and is, you know, a warrior at night. So, um, but the matches, uh, I'm looking to see Michael Chandler and uh, Dustin Poirier. Oh, yeah. I'd like on. to see that. Um Michael Chandler grew close with Ben Askren and Tyrone Woodley. So superstars there in itself. Uh, Dominic Reyes, I want to see him, even though he didn't uh, wrestle collegiately, but, you know, a stud in California growing up. And uh, he played football at uh, in your neck of the woods, Stony Brook University. And then uh, was it? That's all on USC 281, Frankie Edgar. Um, Frankie's just a, a beast. Uh, Another short story for you. Um, he uh, he used to go back and forth with a guy um, that was a fifth-year senior at Pitt when I was a freshman, uh, Ron Tarquinio. And this dude, I never scored a point on uh, Ron unless he cut me, like let me loose. Uh, they call him Tark the Shark. He was such a, a maniac. But him and Frankie would, uh, I think, split, but uh, – Frankie got the best of um in the EI or EWL championships and um possibly at nationals too. I don't think Frankie uh placed, but still pretty tough. Inducted to Clarion University Hall of Fame. And then uh Bubba Jenkins, I want to see him on a professional 
fighter uh, fighting league, um, Arizona State, you know, that MMA factory, uh, but he transferred from Penn State. Um, and fun fact, he actually pinned Dave Taylor in the finals. Hmm. Um, I, I think he hit him with a, a, a rolling cradle. And then uh, Bellator 289, Patchy Mix. Um, Pat is a New York guy, Western New York Buffalo kid. I think he's 16 and one right now. Super tough. I'd love to see what he does. Um, I think nothing but bright, bright future for him. Agreed. So, yeah, that's pretty cool that uh, Josh called in and talked about, uh, you know, Dan Severn and Mark Coleman. And then Joe Rogan with uh, Joe Rogan with hair. Can you can you picture it still? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Thank you for the call. And anybody wants to leave a voicemail, I will start to put the post out there with the voicemail. I'm trying to figure out how to do like the letter and try to make it like a pod for bid. I, I think it has to be seven numbers. I'll play around with the the digits. But uh, yeah, Josh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, guys. Keep calling in. Whether it's me, you know, my number, my digits are called Justin, you know, his number, his digits will play you guys. We love the support, but we will have a, a pod forbid network number that maybe some guy in Dagestan could be like, Justin missed me. No, that's India. I can't. Do that. <laughs> Justin didn't include me on my Olympic list. I don't know. Something like that. But well, India is really tough with wrestling, too. So there you go. Way to save me. Those guys. <laughs> Oh, man. Anything else in closing? I'm good, dude. It was good talking to you. Likewise, brother. Peace.